Global Justice Voices Podcast, The Leadership Chronicles. Hey there, dear listeners. Welcome back to Global Justice Voices Podcast. I'm Luis Silva, one of your hosts, and we are thrilled to have you here with us for another exciting episode. We want to start by thanking you all for the support and your amazing feedbacks that we've received so far for the launch of the podcast. This really, really, really warmed our hearts and your engagement is key to us. I mean, reaching people from all over the world is one of our goals and you guys are truly the driving force behind this idea. And of course, if you haven't already, please don't forget to hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform. Without further ado, let's dive into the world of community hosts and their roles in the Humphrey Fellowship Program through the lens of our inspiring guest. Episode 2 begins now. Welcome to another exciting episode of this famous podcast. Thank I you for inviting me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't need to introduce it again because you already know it. Uh, as promised uh, last week, uh, we said that we are going to bring uh, the, the most exciting part of the Humphrey program, the part that we love the most. And uh, we have with us today uh, one of our lovely community hosts. But before I let the cat out of the bag, <laughs> where I come from, they say, ladies first. So I'll let the lady do the honors of introducing our distinguished guest this week. So, Madam Flo, it's all yours. Thank you very much, Melissa. Um, this is very exciting. Thank you so much, Carl, for joining us. Um, as we mentioned last in our last po podcast episode, you know the community hosts are our favorite part of the Humphrey Fellowship, and we really want to spend today's episode to really um, get to know one of our community hosts, Mr. Carl Wolf. He's a seasoned traveler and retired executive with a passion for volunteerism. From New England to elite universities, he explored diverse roles, including certified plan financial planning and a VP at prestigious institutions. With a globe-trotting spirit, Carl has recently ventured to places like Mexico, Scotland, and Spain, all while actively giving back to his community and hosting international guests. Join us today as we delve into his remarkable journey on this post podcast episode. So, Carl, over to you. Um, I think the first thing we and our guests would love to know is if you can just share a little bit about yourself. I didn't want to give a bio and introduction about who you are. I'll leave it over to you. But tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into being a community host <laughs> for the Humphrey Fellowship Program. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I grew up outside of Boston. I went to a small undergraduate college, a liberal arts college in Maine, then did an MBA at the University of Vermont, took some courses at Harvard, became a certified financial planner, uh, did some corporate work before I entered into the world of nonprofit fundraising and marketing. My first professional experience was with my college, 
then I work for two private independent schools, one in this area called the Madeira School. And while I was there doing marketing, I had the uh, interesting responsibility of dealing with the press because the headmistress of the school while I was working there shot and killed High Tanauer, a very famous Scarsdale diet doctor. <laughs> and then my, my so uh, that was really getting my feet wet in the marketing aspects of not-for-profits. Then I worked for a Quaker boarding school, uh, which was very influential on my life philosophy, and finally went to Yale University, where I was a VP, and then Stanford University. But I've been retired for well, quite a number of years now. Wow. <laughs> I, I heard I heard Yale, I heard Harvard, I heard Stanford. Ish, Carl, talk. You 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 you're a heavy hitter. Well, I I the, my children's my children rub off on me. They say they get their looks and athletic ability from me, and their <laughs> and and their brains from their mother. So, <laughs> man. <laughs> oh, wow, wow, wow. And it's probably true. <laughs> Do you think my curriculum curriculum feature is good? <laughs> Let me tell you about my children, but I won't right now. <laughs> of course, of course, we're, we're interested about you uh, as 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 our. Uh, community host so maybe you can uh, tell us how you got involved with the Humphrey program as a community host and what it's like uh, being a community host for uh, different fellows this far I reviewed your questions of course before I came and this was uh, <laughs> this was a one-word answer on what it's like to be a community host and seriously it, it's outstanding it, it really is one of my pleasures in life I'm a community host also with the National Defense University and the National War College and have a variety of other activities volunteer activities but being part of the Humphrey program is really is really wonderful how did I get involved like many of my uh, volunteer activities I probably met someone somewhere maybe at a party or what have you that talked about the Humphrey program told me what they were doing and said gee would you like to get involved and I said yes and that was probably 15 or 16 years ago amazing 15 16 years ago that's like serious dedication yeah um i'm curious um what keeps you motivated that's such a long term to stay you know especially on a volunteer basis you know um our viewers would like to know maybe there are other people who want to be inspired just like you to volunteer what what keeps you motivated to do this to have the spirit of volunteering oh interesting we always have challenges with our parents as i did with mine but i must say my mother had a great influence on my life in terms of volunteering in the town in which we lived if someone couldn't afford glasses some way my mother found an optometrist who would give her uh, give that person an exam and buy buy glasses for them the same way if somebody needed a dentist so I guess I will say that my mother had a great deal of influence on on my obligation to help people as much as I can and to share my talents my whole profession working in the not-for-profits related to that as well 
And I'm motivated because I have a tremendous amount of fun. I mean, meeting new people and traveling with you people doing things is really a pleasure that 99.9% of the people in America will never have. So I feel very privileged to have that. Great. Uh, Cole, you said you've been uh, a host for the past 15 years or so. Obviously, you've seen uh, Humphrey Fellows come and go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 15 years, that's a long time. Uh, uh, Tell our viewers, maybe others don't know what exactly does a community host do in this context. And maybe uh, if you can share uh, what, uh, what, what impact it has on you as a person and how you feel the community hosts uh, play a part uh, on the fellows' experience, according to you. Well, I think the community host, although I'm not sure there's a written description, but I think a community host is responsible for trying to give you fellows experiences culturally and socially beyond the classroom. And certainly what I do, I think I'll pride myself on saying I probably go beyond, above and beyond the call of many community hosts. I mean, I... (laughs) I get a kick out of things like taking you on walking tours and exhausting you and have people like Louise complaining about and, and moaning <laughs> moaning that after five hours in the hundred degree weather he wants to start he wants to stop. Um, I've I've taken in fact Viviana went swing dancing last weekend that uh, she took a lesson and then then went swing dancing for four hours. I've taken some of you to blues concerts in D.C. I go up to Longwood Gardens, which is two hours from here, and uh, one of the most beautiful indoor and outdoor gardens in the world. We've gone to Annapolis in the dead of winter in one of the coldest days, but haven't had a great time, and dinner at my home. Um, and I, I think my impact is evident from the smiles and the feedback that I get from you people when we're engaged with one another. I will say, talk about impact a little bit. I I told you about some of the things I do which are specific, but a couple of things I really take pride on. I remember a few years ago, one of the uh, uh, fellows from Africa was very, very shy, and she couldn't understand how I could so simply go up to people and befriend them immediately. We were doing a walking tour of the city, and I saw someone come out of a townhouse, and I started talking with the woman, and she invited us in for coffee. And... This fellow was just, how can you do that, Carl? And I can, rem- I can remember we were up at Longwood Gardens at one time, and she came up walking to me with a person next to her, and she said, Carl, I want to introduce you to, I don't know, Judy. Judy is a volunteer here and has been working as a volunteer for X number of years, and, well, thank you for introducing me. But what had happened in that exchange, because she was so shy and saw how easy it was for me to connect with people, she was going to try it herself. And when she brought this person along, she was showing me, Carl, I can do it too. And I think, wow, that is really, really tremendous. Another impact story, swing dancing. I talked a fellow swing dancing a number of years ago. She met an American. After the program, she went home to her country. A few years later, guess what? She came back to America, married him, and she is living in D.C. now and actually wants to have you people over to her house. So I have an impact as a matchmaker as well. 
Ooh, stay, stick around if you're single. <laughs> I charge for that service. <laughs> awesome, Carl. I think I might just check you on those services. For my <laughs> 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 yes, but you know that you were one of my official... Yes, fellows, yes. I'm your official community host, so my my fee will be a lot less for you because we're oh. officially connected. <laughs> okay, that's, that's very good to know. I get a discount. Um, to be honest, like I mean, I can I'm a living testament to the experiences I've had of you know sharing with you, coming to dinner to your house, and visiting visiting Virginia and tasting oh, wine. Boy, you know, like these were excellent opportunities for me to experience America in a less you know in a more cultural and less formal way, as you know the school program is. Um, I am curious. Have you had any? I mean, of course, you've told us so many ex um, memories that you've had with hosting fellows, but is there anything that stands out for you that you would like to share and it's influenced your perspective on the different cultures? Because we have, right now we have 12 countries represented in our, in our uh, American University Washington College of Law. And with 150 countries participating, 140, 50 countries participating, um, there's a very wide variety of like diverse cultures what has been something memorable that you feel like our guests should know that you've learned or shared or experienced with the fellows at the Humphrey Fellowship well each time I'm out with you I certainly talk about the political and social cultural experiences in your country which broaden my perspective on the on the world uh, I know some of you have faced uh, intense bigotry we had an Afghan couple of Afghan fellows who weren't sure each day when they went out for work they were going to come home again because they were fear of assassination. Um, and those experiences certainly give me a better perspective on world culture and allow me to become a better uh, person in the voting polls when I go in because we had a <laughs> we had a former vice president running for the vice not a, not she wasn't elected but Sarah Palin from Alaska who said why should I travel internationally I can see Alaska from the state of Alaska and I thought <laughs> now give excuse me but give me a break traveling internationally and meeting people like you was such a broadening experience that it's just wonderful i've also had the opportunity to stay in the home the international homes of fellows which has been very wonderful i did that within the last year in mexico and um, just was treated royally for, for two weeks. I wanted to leave after a week to give them a break and move to an, ABM, an Airbnb, and they assisted I, I stay with them. It was kind of funny because the uh, family have three daughters. One was here as a fellow, but the younger daughter, apparently uh, they voted upon her being my chauffeur and person <laughs> to show me everywhere uh, within a few hundred miles of the city in which she lived. And, and God bless her. She was, she was wonderful, but I, much, I think she much would be much preferred to go out with her friends, but she was wonderful with me. So those experiences are great. Also, one of the, if I may for a moment, one of the uh, uh, fellows from Togo, Foley is his name, 
I keep kidding him that I want him to run for president. So in terms of my international experiences, I want to go to Togo and I want to be his campaign manager. And that will really give me another broadening experience that thanks to the Humphrey wow. Fellowship. Wow, wow. <laughs> a, ho- a whole lot of campaign manager. You, right? uh, you, should, you should come to Africa, Zambia in particular. He wants to run for president. Too. Oh, well, if Foley doesn't, oh, doesn't, <laughs> doesn't take me up, we have another <laughs> candidate. <laughs> I've never been to the, I, of all the places in the world, I've never been to the continent of Africa, and I don't understand why. Oh, you, so, ha- you have an official invitation. Thank you very much. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, so uh, just, just, just on that, while we're talking on traveling, uh, obviously you've been uh, around the world, uh, and Florence calls you a globetrotter. Uh, I, I, I would want to call you a renowned traveler. <laughs> yeah, renowned traveler. So, uh, how does that uh, compl- how does that complement your your role as a community host? Uh, does that make it any better for you uh, in your interactions with the Humphrey Fellows? Well, it's really unusual when my when I in high school my senior picture uh, it, it always has a goal under your senior picture. My senior picture, I had a goal that I wanted to go to Tufts University School of International Diplomacy. And my parents weren't world travelers. Uh, We traveled locally through New England and so forth and so on. And interestingly enough, even though that was in print under my high school picture, I never even applied. And why I even put that down is beyond me. But after after all these years with all my international traveling and all the international volunteers activities I'm involved with, I guess I'm living that role that I thought I might do when I was a high school student. And my work with National Defense University and National War College, the State Department has listed community volunteers as citizen diplomats. So maybe I am now a citizen diplomat when I didn't pursue that professional <laughs> career. Hopefully, actually, on my next life, I'll be able to do that. I, I, I can certify that you're a very good diplomat. Uh, uh, for uh, in, as far as your interactions with us concerns, you are you are a very good, uh, a shining example of of an American. My and, my, and, uh, my children might give a different opinion. <laughs> and, 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 and if I was the the American president, I would make you a, an ambassador. <laughs> but but uh, I, I'm not so. I hope President Biden is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I second that sentiment. Do you when you went on the walking tour do you remember the picture we took in front of the silver tree of the sculpture garden? I that, that that's I the Foley that. tree. Because Foley, the fellow I was talking about who lives in Togo, yes. he was a, a distant away from that at one time. And I was saying, you know, that's a real unique tree. It only grows in Washington, D.C. And he kept looking at it as if I were telling the truth. And we got up close. Everybody started laughing, including Foley. So now I call it the Foley tree. And whenever I take a picture, I send it to Foley to say that that tree is famous because of him. We should have Foley's name is Foley. First name is Foley. Yeah, we should have him as a guest. Seems like a very interesting person. He, Maybe he, as a campaign. You know, he's he's just one of so many, many, many people. But uh, we just bonded. He he was one of the people like Louise who complained about. In fact, we were coming back from it, <laughs> come back on a trip last uh, at one time, and he he said to me, Carl. 
I can't wait to be your age. And he's probably 25% of my age. I can't wait to be your age so I will have the energy that you have. In my defense, dear listeners, um, <laughs> that was a five-hour walk. So <laughs> In 100 I'll, degrees. I'll just, say, I'll just say that. <laughs> be launching Foley's campaign right here on this podcast <laughs> this, this campaign manager call <laughs> right guys you had it here first you know your favorite podcast <laughs> okay so Carl one last thing um, you know you've in your involvement with organizations like the National Park Service and the Travelers Aid shows your dedication to helping others how do you think these experiences tie into your role as a community host? Hubert Humphrey, who was the legacy for this program, was one of my heroes. A man like Jimmy Carter, really an intelligent, worldly, peace-loving humanitarian. And I'm sure the administrators of the Humphrey program selected you people because you hopefully one day will be a mirror image of people like Hubert Humphrey and, and Jimmy Carter. All of my volunteer work um, I feel is a responsibility of mine as an American citizen. And no matter whether I'm at Dallas Airport late at night in an ice storm and helping someone get a hotel room, even though maybe the taxi cabs aren't going, or giving a tour of the FDR Memorial as a volunteer for the National Park Service, it's all service related. So they all are very close together. No matter how many times I give a walking tour of DC, and I probably have given thousands, <laughs> they're, they're all the same to me, and I get excited with each one I give because it's a reaction of the people that I take on a tour or do things with that really gives me a lot of energy. If I didn't have people in my life, uh, I would be like a dead battery. I, I live on the energy of interacting with people, and again, it's a real privilege and honor to be involved with so many organizations, particularly the Humphrey program and meeting people like you. Well, uh, that's, that's, I, I, I'm touched by, by that. Like, that's a very powerful statement. Uh, your sense of duty to your country is, uh, is stuff of legends. Uh, like I said, I hope President Biden gets to listen to this, which he will because we're a famous podcast. Now, <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I would like to say uh, uh, the official position of this podcast is that the community hosts like you are the part of the Humphrey program. And uh, we're very grateful for everything that you, you do uh, as community hosts yourself and the other who are a lot which we hope to who we hope to feature on this podcast in in coming episodes but as the official podcast the most famous podcast in the world we are actually going to put a statue of you outside WCL before we leave <laughs> <laughs> you know I, man, I mentioned Hubert Humphrey and Jimmy Carter you should say Jimmy Carter is so involved with helping people that maybe you should send your po podcast to Jimmy Carter his 99th birthday is going to be on Sunday oh. and uh, you people reflect the character of Hubert Humphrey, I mean of, of Jimmy Godwin and Hubert Humphrey, and hopefully 10% of my life reflects upon theirs as well. I think he'd be interested to know how people follow his example. I guess happy birthday to Jimmy Carter because this will be launching on his birthday. Happy 99th birthday to him. 
Um, and remember, one of my also one of my other goals as a community host, which I've done this several times, is have uh, birthday parties out of a trunk. So when we <laughs> when we go somewhere, and I know it's the per, uh, person's birthday who was in my car, then at a certain point we stop. I open my trunk and get out the cake and candles, and we have a little party, which we've done once this year already. <laughs> yeah, with Viviana, our sure Colombian. <laughs> yes. It's when is it? November. Oh. November okay, 15th. Right Everyone, yeah. November sure 15th is Melissa's birthday. I'll make sure I'm with you. <laughs> Good. <laughs> okay, Carl, do you have any last words you'd like to say before we close this wonderful episode? Just that I thank you for inviting me. I look forward to many more years, hopefully, <laughs> doing this. I'm approaching a big birthday myself, but we won't get into that right now. Um, but I want to thank all of you and th thank the Hubert H. Humphrey Program for giving me this opportunity to associate with such wonderful young professionals as you are. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you so much. Well, we are the ones who, you know, the, priv the privilege is ours, really. So signing out on our second episode with Carl Wolf, amazing guy. Guys, please, you know, follow him on. Is there a social media site people can follow you on? Is there social media? Your well, Facebook. I'm pretty active on, on Facebook. Facebook. As you so may follow Carl, see. Carl Wolf, K-A-R-L-W-O-L-F. Comma rest in Virginia to locate me because there are several Carl Wolfs, but awesome so rest in virginia please guys follow carl learn about his journey you know just send him a shout out and thank him for being our wonderful community host and guest and as usual please click the subscribe button to our podcast so that you don't miss out on any of our exciting episodes and we promise you that there is more to come so join us next episode as we bring another exciting guest